Hello and welcome to your Liverpool FC podcast. I'm Andy Kelly. I'm joined today by Neil Jones and Christian Walsh, otherwise known as the Glory Hunters. They're in uh, after a fantastic result on the weekend for the Reds. Um, we hope you've sobered up. We hope you let your significant other have at least 10 minutes with the telly yesterday uh, uh, as you filed through match of the day, goals on Sunday and everything else. Um, Jonesy, uh, we were all over there on Saturday night. Um, this Chelsea was big, but this felt different. Yeah, it did. Um, Chelsea felt like taking advantage of a struggling team and, and adding to their misery. That felt like um, going to the home of the, the team that started the day top of the league and running over them. It was. It, I mean, I think I looked at you at one stage during the first half, and we we couldn't sort of comprehend how easy Liverpool were making it look. They were three 0 up, but they could have been five up by half time. You know, they they continued. I mean, the second half was a bit scrappier, but they still had chances to go five, six, seven. I think Nathaniel Klein today said they could have been seven, um, and he's not exaggerating. It was, uh, yeah, it was it was incredible, really. I mean, you think back to some of the great Liverpool away days of the the, the thirteen fourteen season and. That would have sat comfortably among any of them, you know, Old Trafford and Tottenham in that season, and the sort of the home games against Arsenal and Everton that were, you know, so memorable. That was every bit. Christian, it was, it was even better because, in the sense that this felt like the start of the journey. If you, uh, very X Factor word there, the journey, <laughs> but it, it didn't. It, it was the 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 vibe that this was the start of something that's going to grow and grow. That really, I think, sent everybody back down the 62 with a smile on their face and, you know, heading for an ale. Yeah, I think it was, um, you know, it was a nice cut-off point, wasn't it, the, the international? I mean, it wasn't when they lost to Crystal Palace, but it was a, it was the cut-off point there where you said, right, that was his first month in charge. He's had seven games and he's had to deal with all these injuries, all these, you know, problems that, that he's inherited. Whereas, you know, this time, you know, he made the point that he didn't necessarily have more players back at Melbourne during the international break, but circumstances seem to be a little bit, little bit kinder. So what it meant is that he had ten days to work with, like Coutinho, Firmino, uh, Lucas, um, Dejan Lovren, and all of those shone, you know, exceptionally well. Um, so it does feel like that because it feels like now is the is when the season starts for Liverpool. You know, that, that period of transition, and it'll still be going on. It'll, in, in all likelihood, it'll go on months, if not, you know, a year or so. But it felt like this is, I think a lot of managers, certainly in Liverpool's history, from what I can remember, have always had a, a defining game. I think the Benitez one was the 2-1 against Arsenal when Neil Mellor scored in the 90, 93rd minute. And you know a lot of fans came out of that after that game and I'm sure we're pointing at it and going, ah, well, that is what Benitez wants to make Liverpool. And I think that is what the Man City game gives to Liverpool fans in terms of Klopp. That is the archetypal, you know, prototype of what a Jurgen Klopp performance can do, and all the more spectacular because it was at you know the home of what you know what I believe are the champions elect, and um, you know it, it, it's nice after after seven games and after you know the stop start, so many press conferences, so much talking that you know a very sustained period on the training pitch, and that is what he's produced with those players, and it's it's. You know, it really does bode well. There will still be setbacks on the way. There'll still be roadblocks. There's all that sort of, all that sort of stuff. But this, you know, feels like at the very least there is a, a video he can now pop in the DVD player. You know, if he's still got, <coughs> uh, 
Um, you can, you know, you pop the video in and say, right, this is how I want you to play, and this is the the, the, the template we follow. The fact that he says it wasn't perfect and there's still room for improvements is just as even more exciting. There was. I mean, I watched the rerun of the game uh, uh, last night in the early hours, Jones, just to sort of try and get myself away from the emotion of it and, and look at it just as a game. And you know, large parts of the second half were very scrappy, to be honest. And yeah. um, it felt better because you know City weren't coming back and getting into that lead. Um, the two great images of it that that I think there was one that pictures that appeared on social media of uh, the empty Man Man City end as it as it cleared, and also one of uh, Man Manuel Pellegrini. Let lying back, lying yeah, back yeah. in his chair, just looking like, what on earth has happened to me yeah. uh, and to my team? We know his team's got quality for all that the two centre halves were, you know, a partnership that could be got at. And I think we thought that before the game. Uh, he's an half mate, Vincent Company, look a brilliant player, um, which which we know he is. But um, that that we we're sort of paid to be analytical and cold and all these sorts of things. At least I think they pay us. But but, <laughs> but, but, but um but you know I'm just starting to wonder are we not should are we not we've been careful not to get on board the Klopp mania vibe albeit uh, we've done <laughs> have we've, we well, have we okay <laughs> well we've tried we've we've reflected others yeah. Klopp mania but yeah. we've tried to sort of be uh, you know perhaps a little bit more analytical ourselves but I'm starting to wonder are have we actually not given this fella enough credit yet that he hasn't made a single player change he's he's not, he's lost a couple of players for the season pretty much and he's he's got them they don't they, they just don't they're a completely different side aren't they I th- well i think we discussed it a little bit after the game didn't we that without it, it, it's not to be nasty to the man who came before him but when you hear brendan saying about the tools and not having the tools give me the tools and i'll do the job i think was one of his quotes wasn't it sort of suggesting that he didn't have faith in some of the players and you see what Alberto Moreno can do if he's got his mind on it. You see what Dejan Lovren can do when he's sort of got a clearly defined role. You see Adam Lallana running through you know anything that was in his way and, and, and showing real quality. And you see Roberto Firmino, given one of the best performances I've seen from a Liverpool striker in a long time, you know, a performance that reminded me a little bit of Luis Suarez. You know, high praise indeed. Obviously not as clinical and as sort of as 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 all dominant, but in terms of what he did and the role he played, I thought it was every bit as as sort of impressive as some of some of Suarez's. Um, you do think well, Brendan seen. I think you did have the tools. You know, I thought I think you, you had the tools to do the job. You maybe just didn't know how to do the job with them. And you know, okay, there's no shame in that. You know, that that's not sort of that's not you know gratuitous criticism of of the man who came before. But it, I think it's legitimate when you see what Jurgen Klopp's done with them. One thing that struck me was, and you were in the same press conference I was in, was listening to Manuel Pellegrini. I think I think Jurgen Klopp said that he Liverpool players were a bit surprised at half time to find themselves three one off. I think Manchester City were absolutely mortified after about ten minutes to see what Pellegrini what he, he was he was almost in denial. It was a fake game. Yeah. It was a fake it matter. was a fake result. Wipe it off <laughs> wipe your mouth, don't worry. Because he was getting a bit I think one question put to him was you, you know, you've just had to go with your players, but weren't your tactics to blame as well? And he sort of, he just said it was just a complete failure, a complete failure from the team. Um, I think City were absolutely stunned. I, I, I think they thought they were going to get the early season Liverpool, who were going to sit back a little bit and, and give them a bit of respect, and Liverpool gave them none and, and dominated them. Now, the other thing Klopp said afterwards, 
uh, which we reported yesterday uh, and indeed this morning was the um, he just wishes it had been at Anfield, Christian. And it, it's obvious he feels like he needs a big result in Anfield to really start changing the vibe in the stadium. And he knows the great thing now is we've, we've been to all the big so-called rivals, haven't we? We've been, we had that ridiculous run of aways, including Stoke, which for Liverpool is that type of away. Not for everybody, but it tends to be for us. He's, he's gone there, only at United, really, have we, have we not got something. And so he's going to have all those teams coming to Anfield, um, plus a load of other teams coming that ultimately we should be beating. But so often in the past sure. 18 months, we haven't. And where, where he said he's got to find a solution, and he was very clear, he said, we will find a solution. Um, where do you see the elements of that solution emerging from? Um, if, if you were in the Liverpool coaching team. If you want me to be honest, I think you look at the bench and I think you look at Daniel Sturridge and Christian Benteke, who are both sitting there on the bench at the moment. Um, you know, I, I wasn't surprised necessarily that you know neither of them started. Certainly not Sturridge, of course, with his with his injuries, and you know, it later transpired that he was just sort of there for the, for the banter. Um, you know, <laughs> if I can paraphrase paraphrase Jurgen Klopp, um, you know, just to make him feel. But again, that just shows you what good man management it is. Um, with Benteke, you know, he was so impactful off, off the bench against Chelsea, and I think it, it it always gives you a boost where you've got a player like Aguero who's starting with an injury and will eventually have to come off, and then you've got a fully fit striker who's, who costs more than Aguero, I think, or probably around the same. Yeah. Um, who, who's there to come on? You know, a free one. It, it's, it's it's psychologically it's massive. So you know, going back to that, I think those two are are the key. Um, I don't think you'll see many games. I certainly, I can't envision many games with um, Firmino up front at home. Um, there'll be times, I'm sure, you know, let's say Chelsea at home, Arsenal at home, Manchester City at home, United at home, whatever. But um, I think the solution will revolve around scoring goals, um, much in the way Brendan Rodgers did, I think. I think the difference might be, you know, they might be a little bit sorted, they might be a bit of a best shape defensively, um, there might be a bit more of a you know, a structure to it, but you know, it'll be sort of organised chaos, if you will. And I think that's that's what he's going to work on next. Although I think it might still might take a bit of time. Funnily enough, I think I'm not sure on Bordeaux. I haven't really. I only saw what I saw of them in France. But um, Swansea, are a team, will probably come out and play expansive football. So that might actually fit into Liverpool's hands again. Um, you know, it's it's. I think it's the games like West Brom. Um, it's games like West Brom. It's the games like. Those, those teams, I mean, they've already played Villa, but those teams in the bottom six who are, who are going to be, you know, quite Sitting doggers, deep, yeah, exactly, and they're going to make, make things difficult. Um, so he, I think he's got time to do it, um, but I, I think it's uh, he's got he's got some really good attack and talent there, and just, he's just got to score more goals. It reminds me a bit of Rodgers' first season, where he knew what he wanted to do, and he knew he knew the way he, he spoke at length about the way he wanted his team to play, but he just didn't quite have. Ability to just start well in games. It sort of took him a bit of time to get the feet, and by that time, it's the defense, the opposition defense, they either one 0 up or they was well set, and it was nil nil. It was a, it was a grind. I remember a few games at Anfield where Liverpool, I think they beat Reading, Reading in Sterling, one, wasn't Sterling's it? Yeah. first goal, and it was just, it was just they had to get the goal. They just had to, they had to work for the goal, and I think the aim 
obviously the aim is going to be more like the what Rogers team became for a, a period where it, it came out like a scolded cat and was two three nil for half time you know because it just it, it it overwhelmed the opposition that that's what he's got to be aiming for and I, I agree with Chris you know he's got to look at the Sturridge the Benteke can he get both of them in the team together can he because you look at it and if you if you were sort of doing your your old style Alan Shearer match of the day analysis you'd say a big man a pacey striker would seem to work quite well. You've got players who can gamble on on the back of that as well, and Coutinho and you know Lalana, Jordan Ibe, maybe Firmino, obviously. So you've, you, it, that would seem to give you a, a real real chance to to go go through a defence rather than sort of trying to pick your way through with the little one twos. You can sort of go go over them or go you know go straight through the middle of them with a with a single couple of passes. I w- I wonder if he's looking at it very much in terms of. This is how we want to work away from home, and yeah. he, he so he picks like you know the three amigos, you know Lalana, Firmino, Coutinho, Piercy. You know he said it wasn't perfect on Saturday night, but he it was probably perfect in counter attack, and it yeah, pretty much was. And and you know a couple of missed time ones were as you said we could have got in even for more, but ultimately the counter attack was you know it was fantastic. Um, but maybe he's saying you know at Anfield where teams will sit deep. Well, if you're going to sit deep, then we're going to put a very strong, uh, good-in-the-air striker right on top of your six-yard box in Benteke, and you're going to have to take the chance that he doesn't get on the end of something, and maybe he sees Benteke as potentially a sort of a sort of battering-ram-type striker. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Benteke revealed in the last few days that he, tr- he tried to buy him at Dortmund, so yeah. he clearly thinks he can be a, a, you know, a very good player. You'd say Benteke as well would be the player... Liverpool were missing in that season when they went for the league. If you think back to, you know, they signed th- well, they signed two of them straight after that in, in Lambeth and Balotelli, and you think that when when they signed, we thought that's the plan B option that you sort of need when you can't break a team down with the ball by going side to side and working it down the flanks and coming back and having another go. Benteke would have made a big difference to that team, wouldn't he? You know, you'd imagine that game against Chelsea, for example, when they they lost, and we all know. Obviously, what happened that day, but you'd imagine Benteke would have been a massive asset to have on the bench or in the starting lineup that day. So, why why couldn't he be the, something similar now? You know, when they're struggling to break teams down. The other key that we haven't sort of touched on, but is that they've got to defend better. You know, they've got to defend like they did for the most part against City. They can't give away chances at Anfield because we've seen that when they, when they do that. Are they more? Are they a more nervous team at home in front of their own fans? I, I, I you know, you get you get the that away end on Saturday. You know, it was what I could call a Michael Barrymore away end, top, middle, and bottom. You know, it was, uh, you know, uh, it was from Strike It Lucky days. You know, it was it was a great end, and um, and you know, totally fans totally behind the team, and then you come to Anfield where you should be, you know, have this sort of dominant numbers behind you. And and yet the team still feels nervous on the pitch. To me, Christian, do you feel that? I do, and I think it translates. I, th- I think it's a bit of a vicious circle at Anfield. I mean, you know, not to go on about the atmosphere too much again, but you know, every mistake is met with a sigh or a, or yeah. a moan, and and that then creeps into the into not the players. Not even mistakes. Sometimes you know, yeah. just do the right thing. Bit too yeah, long yeah. or something. You know, yeah. yeah. I've I've had time when you like get, get criticised for, for for catching a ball and then not not launching it up to to the one person who's in in the opposition half. You know. And which will obviously just relinquish possession yet again. Um, you know, it's 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 you know it, it is a problem. You see, you see Klopp at City at the Etihad, and you know that was his, that was almost his 
his first at Chelsea. I think he had a little bit of a celebration, but there he walked over to the fans. He he made sure the uh, the players all applauded them. All the fans were singing his name, and then he gives a proper fist pump, you know, Dortmund yeah. style, as if it was a Bundesliga game. And the roar was just. I, I yeah. thought he was going to get them to do the, do the, the link, the link, arms <laughs> the link and arms. The, no. the clinsman into the away. And I thought maybe that's a bit premature. We're not like one game. Um, but I'd I, file that next to his baseball cap as things that should be removed <laughs> from his game in, 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 he, um, in Liverpool. You know, he, he, you, you get the feel now he's sort of saving a bit more of a mad celebration for when Liverpool actually achieves something, you know, important home, or yeah. big. Yeah. Um, I think he just. I think he probably hears the away fans, you know, singing people's names ninety for ninety minutes, you know, supporting the team and just just enjoying themselves enjoying, a little yeah. bit more. And yeah. I think that's the sort of football he wants to promote. And and you know, for whatever reason, it doesn't happen as much in Anfield. People don't enjoy it, whether it's habits, whether it's the price, or whether it's the fact people haven't been on the ale all day in Manchester's northern quarter. So you've told us too much about your day, there, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, it's just one of those things where it's. I've mentioned the Benitez game before with Arsenal, the Melo, the Melo goal, and all that. That was a home, and it was a big moment at Anfield. You know, under the lights, Sunday night, everyone you know absolutely buzzing about that. Whereas, you know, I think he needs that in front of forty thousand Liverpool fans yeah, now. I've think as well. He hasn't had a big game in Anfield yet. I no. know he's had a big game in terms of it was his first game, and he's had this, but he hasn't had. And he a rip roar and Anfield occasion where you know say say they needed a win to go through in the Europa League or they needed to, you could go top of the league with a win yeah, or beat United. There hasn't been a team we hate really yeah, come yet. Yeah, it's been you know it's been one that sort of you know you, you look at it like Bournemouth wasn't it, in the in the, the league, league cup that was yeah. the one. And so, you Ruben know, Kazan. yeah, Ruben Kazan. Southampton was sort of you know a decent side, but I think there was a little bit of apprehension. You know, oh, it's a difficult game Southampton. You know, like oh they might give us a bit of trouble. And I just think, I think if he got one, say. You know, just, just for argument's sake, say you got one where the referee was a bit dodgy and he sent someone off, or you know he didn't give you something in the first half. I think you get that atmosphere and that sort of sense of, uh, you know, like yeah. sort of a bit of rage about it. But we just, it just hasn't happened. That you know, it's they've been a little bit low key the games around field so far. And he, he's you know, not likely to get it this week either, is he? I mean, you've got Bordeaux no. coming up, and for all the French side and everything that's gone around yeah. that in the last week. Um, but you know, it's a game that you know. Either nil nil could send Liverpool through for all that. I'm sure he'll want to keep momentum going, uh, and and when it and then he's got Swansea who are you know a decent footballing side and probably not a side who are going to come and be horrible and yeah. potentially have a crowd react against them. That if they're going to beat you, it's likely to be with you know some quality rather than you know with yeah you know by another method. I think there's almost there's almost too much for widespread acceptance at Anfield. Perhaps that this will take time, so people don't sort of. You know, oh, it doesn't matter if, if 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 we go a goal behind because you know that that's what the fans are thinking. It doesn't matter if if if, if Liverpool go a goal behind because you know this these things take time and Liverpool are going to lose football matches. Think, you see what I, I mean? I think that might be might, that might be a source of a, sure everyone's that. really accepting I, of, of. I'm of, the opposite. Of, I, think I, 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 I think there's people who are like, oh, if we, if we get beat, yeah. it's the end of the world. You know, like, yeah. It's like you know, almost like it's like. Nothing's changed, you know. Like we're getting beat by us, you know. Southampton have scored. I knew they were going to score after every game. I think you know, it's like... more of an acceptance that 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 the, the clock thing will take a long time. You know, it's it's a long term project, yeah. and and therefore there's, there's no sort of real agency to to, to yeah. I, I don't you're, you're giving people potentially more credit than me. Into <laughs> where's, Maybe, yeah. where's all the, I'd have to say when Crystal Palace winner went, and I sort of thought there was an, an air of almost resignation yeah, around that. Was around that. Um, you know, but is, and, that, is that not because it's because 
people are sort of accepting Liverpool aren't going to win the title, they might not be in the top four race. So it's just a bit, oh well, you know, take know. your medicine for this season. You know, there's you, no, but, there's no yeah. fight. Don't be walking down the expectations. <laughs> yeah. only, it's only what, six points. You're the only man who's mentioned the title in this room today, by the way. Um, He's been in the Northern Quarter. <laughs> don't, don't listen to him. Yeah. Uh, no, there, I mean, there is, there's going to be bumps in the road, as Jonesy said, isn't there? That, that we all know the type of games that we're going to have that will yeah. be completely frustrating. And somewhere within whoever he's going to go and get, Klopp will have to address the people, you know, try and go and get the people who can address the issues that surround those games potentially the issue of giving away a silly goal just at the wrong time and you know as we mentioned you know we still have that in our game whether for all that it was a decent defensive performance on Saturday we we still you know it could still be for all that Simon Mignolet made a couple of good saves on Saturday um, you know he's probably still seven and a half eight out of ten keeper and do we want a ten out of ten keeper do you know what I mean Uh, those not trying to pick on the centre house or the goalkeeper, but there'll be there's there's little issues, which you know, potentially take Liverpool from being a potential top four team into, you know, where we get very very excited. I think the fact that there's obvious improvements within the squad, not even necessarily the first team, just within the squad of, you know, I think at the moment there's players having to play certain roles that they're not as comfortable with because there's no one in the squad. He's making the best of what he's got. What, what wins like Chelsea and City do as well. Is they give certain players a little bit more breathing space with the crowd in terms of, you know, I think the crowd. I I I genuinely believe this, but I don't. I think footballers are the the least popular they've ever been with with football supporters. Mm. I, I think people, crowds don't have favourites. Really, it's very rare that you get one that the crowd loves. There's always a criticism of them because they read every analysis piece. They know every fault they've got. They read how many balls they've given away every single week. So there's always a sort of dampening voice saying Nathaniel Klein's doing great, but he done that against them, and he done that against them, and he so you know he sometimes he, he's not this and all that. So I, I think there's a general sense of that. But I think when you win away and people go look what Emre Chan can do, look what look what Adrian Lovren can do, what look what Firmino can do. He's not a flop. He's not a waste of money. He's not this. You know if he does that, he'll be all right. And so. Maybe the, the the nerves will not be as sort of prevalent from the first whistle until Dejan steps into midfield and starts doing lollipops. <laughs> it, it it is that thing with Lovren, isn't it, where everyone thinks, oh, he's just been rock solid and done what he has yeah. to do, and then he he does that thing where he suddenly thinks he's better than yeah. he is, and that's when everyone you know it all crashes down. Yeah, like the Besiktas penalty, you know, all <laughs> the shots of uh, Wembley. But I thought there was a brilliant bit from Klopp in the run up to the game, which. Th- it was just a throwaway line, but he doesn't do throwaway lines for me. Everything is everything is just a little. And he he was on about how you know he was. I think he had been asked about January in the transfer window, and he was on about um, you know the the fact that you know he might do some business or whatever. But you know six weeks hadn't been enough to make a judgment on the players here. But he he mentioned then that you know what will happen is eventually the players know they're sort of playing for their places, and then we'll have too many players, and some will go out. Yeah, and that was that that was. A, as clear a warning shot across the bows along the lines of you're all playing for your futures at this football club and you know there's very there's still very few players who leave Liverpool Football Club and go on to yeah. better things uh, and uh, you know that he managed to basically tell them that and what he says to them in private who knows maybe he is very blunt about it but it was a brilliant little he'll know that the players will read what he's saying and it was just a little like you know you're all fighting for your futures out there. Yeah. If, think, you, if you didn't know it. I think a, a warning of, look, you know, we've all seen me hug you and, and 
you know, we all love the, the idea that I'm this sort of man of the, the players and I'm, I'm one of you, but I, I won't put up with it. For, you know, I won't put up with you not being very good. He said, you know, you won't, I'm not just going to let you do it for the banter, as Christian would say. <laughs> no. Ironically, my yeah. own one, I would yeah. use that in yeah, any way. You know, I think he's going to, you know, I have got, I've got decisions to make, you know, like I, I, I'm sort of... How ruthless will you think this man is if, if he spends three months giving Joe Allen hoax and then he's away in January. You know, if, if, you know, you <laughs> well, get a chance on Sunday, Joe. Won't you? you know that, that. But that's that's the environment that you would hope and you would, I would suspect that he's creating. Where Joe Allen is sitting as soon as Lucas picks up that yellow, he's sitting on that bench going, "Right, next Sunday, next Sunday is my time." You know, I need to, I need to be right on it this week in training. I need to make sure a I'm in that team, and then when I go on Sunday, I show that I can be a part of it as well because Lucas has done well. Yeah, you know, but Lucas. Is not irreplaceable in Liverpool's team, and Joe Allen should be thinking, right? If I if I can do what Lucas does and my own sort of game as well, I might get a little chance here. Yeah. I'm just using Allen as an example there. You know, I, I felt that he, um, you know, Klopp went with Lucas for the Tottenham game in his first ever one, and then he sort of gave Allen the chance at home to Ruben, and 45 minutes in, he didn't impress. He was on a yellow card. He was hooked off for for, for yeah. Lucas. And then was it the was it the away game where where Alan got another little chance to get yeah. back in in the midfield, and he took it. Yeah. He was brilliant. And I know he hasn't, the goal, wasn't he? He was, and I know he. I know he hasn't been seen since necessarily. You know, because I think Lucas has now nailed down that spot. But he's a player who had his first chance, didn't impress, and when he got his second chance, he thought, "I can't afford to get." Yeah. You know, I can't mm. afford to get left behind here. You know, so it's it is. You know, I think you can see that competition for places, which will bear well for these sorts of cup competitions because you've got yeah, the second string. They'll be going for it as well. It was interesting, Jonesy. We touch on Lucas now being banned for for Sunday, I guess, and uh, that Man City goal on Saturday. We were both sat there next to each other, and we both know it would never have been scored if Lucas hadn't been on a yellow because yeah. it was a blatant situation where where it's Lucas bring, brings 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 Aguero yeah. down. And that that in one little sort of negative moment in a way encapsulated everything that Lucas brings to the team which is that he'll do the dirty bit yeah. for you when it needs doing yeah he, he, he very much played like the uh, the dad role I thought in the game he, he, you know he, he sort of he was the one that like you could see a couple of the players get a little bit excited in that first half and think look how good this is you know, like we can do a back here watch I'll do a back here you know, and then you'd see Lucas always when he'd get it he wouldn't a bit Milner as well. Lucas and Milner, the two of them, who think, no, I, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get carried away. I'll just do the five yard pass, or I'll just, I'll go in hard here and, and win this ball. And he's important. He, he, he is a very, he's a very useful player to have in your squad because he can do something that a lot of players can't in terms of position himself and and sort of resist the edge to go ahead of the ball. I think Klopp was talking about Emery Chan saying that, uh, you know, he was writing. He was writing checks; his legs couldn't catch. Certain <laughs> times, you know, with getting forward and running back. But that's, you know, that's he's a young player, so I'm sure he'll learn on that. But Lucas never seems to get caught ahead of the ball, you know, in terms of, you know, in a transition or anything like that. And Liverpool need that; they need a bit of a handbrake because we've seen that, you know, a lot of teams in the Premier League, Crystal Palace being one of them, showed last time they were very good on the counter attack. So you do need that insurance policy back there when you know you've got two attacking fullbacks, you've got three forwards who want to get in the penalty area, you've got another one, Emre Chan running all over the shop, and you've got you know you've got a very attacking sort of mindset. 
Christian obviously got the game Thursday against but it feel, feels like great great week to have a midweek game to be honest and just capitalise on that feel good factor that's going through not only the team the manager the fans probably the you know the red bit of the city um, many changes for you who, who sat on that bench on Saturday would be in your side Benteke I probably uh, probably Benteke although I'd, I'd also start him against Swansea so you know you know maybe 60 for Benteke I think I definitely deserve to come back in um, maybe give Milner another rest uh, maybe Lallana because he runs himself into ground obviously we don't know about Coutinho as we're speaking but hopefully we'll get some sort of updates on that at some point either way I don't think he'd probably risk he him won't against risk Bordeaux, him. no no he? he wouldn't um, apart from that no I, can't, I think Alan will probably actually no because he'll, uh, he'll Lucas play won't play him. because he can't play on Sunday Yeah. Um, maybe he'll go with the Lucas Alan too just so you give Chan the rest and you also give Alan that sort of yeah. you know responsibility um, it could so, give Alan that vibe of which we some of us have always felt that's been a bit lacking since he came. Where he came and thought was that he could be really positive around the other, yeah. the other box. And if he's got Lucas as a partner, it gives him a little bit more ability to play slightly higher up the pitch, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, um, well, I, th- I think with a board, we're eight o'clock kickoff and then a Sunday four o'clock. Is it? Yeah. It's. Uh, I, I don't think there's a need for whole, you know, widespread changes. And to be honest, I don't think you know they've not necessarily. Got still for all we're talking about the quality. I don't think they've got the, the 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 numbers still with Henderson still out and obviously Gomezings long term. Roster's only just come back to training. So would you, you know, would you throw on Sturridge for twenty minutes at the end on? on yeah, I, mean, I, 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 I was interested with Klopp's comments about we took Daniel along so he could feel what it was like to travel with the group and be part of a match day with with us and all that and maybe see what what's different to what he might be used to. But I think if it was nil nil, I think he'd have got ten minutes there. Yeah. Um, at the, at the, at the, at the, it would not have made sense to have had him on the bench for that yeah. when you're at Manchester City. So I think he he would have been sharp enough. I think he was delighted not to have to use yeah, him, wasn't I think he? So. Yeah, and, and, and it, it was also it was quite early. He probably would have known he wouldn't have to use him. You know, like he'd been thinking at three 0 thinking he wouldn't up much. No, he? you know, Daniel, you know, you may as well go home, mate. You know, we we, we don't need you. Um, and then obviously Aguero would have scored and he would have get, get your tracky bottoms off. But um, no, I think. I think you you might give him give him fifteen twenty minutes on on Thursday because you know as much, you'll have had what eight seven eight training sessions by that point so yeah he's got to play sooner or later you know you can't you can't wrap him up forever you know in cotton wool he's got to, he's got to play sooner or later and yeah if he comes through twenty minutes then all the better for it. I mean it's interesting you talk about training sessions that's how Klopp's talking in, in that interview yeah. he's not talking about days he's talking about training sessions you know you're saying. You know, he had four training sessions before the Man City game. He's got another four before the Bordeaux game, and then two before the Swansea game. So he, I think, yeah. the, I think the figure he wanted was around ten. ten. Yeah. But whether he's, you know, he's obviously improved. Studies just saying he feels fit and he's ready. He was obviously fit enough to be on the bench. So I'd certainly throw him on. It, it, you know, it's one of those I'd almost be more inclined to throw him on if they were two 0 up rather than at nil nil. If you see what I mean, you know, just to yeah. sort of warm up the legs and just to rather than. This full-blooded yeah. sort of competitive fixture, but um, no, I won't be surprised if you see storage. Brilliant. Well, it was only one win, um, but it felt like a big one. Um, we're still smiling. Hope you are too. And uh, onwards to Thursday. Thanks a lot for listening. Nu 2 gig data met een 0 minuten bel- en sms-bundel voor maar 9 euro per maand. Omdat het kan. 
Check Tele2.nl voor de beste deal voor jou. Niet omdat het moet, maar omdat het kan. 